enter one and all, past the cloudy door, where wonderful things will happen that the world has never seen before. In Dexter's laboratory lives the dopest nerd you've ever seen. One day he smoked some cannabis and had a dream. What if he could sesh with fandom's best in Dexter's Dab? Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Nerdy Stoner Podcast with your favorite huggable stoner, Dexter, a.k.a. The Nuggy Professor. And I am here with an awesome, awesome individual in the cannabis community. Uh, She's a friend. I met her when she actually came to my first dispensary that I ever worked at. (laughs) It is Miss Olga, a.k.a. The Cannabis Nurse. How are you doing today? I'm well. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Thanks you for rem- having me. Of course, thank you for being here. Do you remember uh, meeting at Alt Farm the first time? Yes, a, a million <laughs> years ago. I not even there anymore, but I do remember because uh, it was the first dispensary I ever went to. So it was the. Oh cool- wow! It was a, the first for oh, both of us. I absolutely. I'll never forget that. Actually. Nice, nice. And so, you? How long have you been a nurse? I'm curious. I don't think I've ever asked you that before. My goodness, I've been a nurse for about, oh my gosh, what is it, we're going in 2024, so about 21 years now. Um, I've been a nurse practitioner just for a year, though, so uh, I I like that a lot better. Good, good. (laughs) I always get to move on to better things. Right. And when did you first start incorporating, like, cannabis into your, well, not only your life, but, like, just in your medical practice as well, like informing people and helping people get certifications and just just spreading the good word of the good plant? Uh, well, I've had, I have a Ehlers-Danlos, so I have a lot of joint issues, a lot of chronic pain. Um, probably about 15 years ago, they tried to do surgery on one of my wrists that kept just dislocating, not knowing that I had Ehlers at the time. They kept trying to operate on it, but just it still kept dislocating. So I got probably three operations on that same wrist. And then it just hurt after that. It just kept hurting. So they sent me to pain management. And we all know what happens when you go to pain management, right? They they put you on escalating doses of narcotics, which they did. Um, So that didn't go well, Uh, you know. uh, And then finally, I was in pain management for probably about six years uh, when my son hurt himself. That's, and he went to the hospital and he's, he sprained his ankle. They gave him some Vicodin and he took one Vicodin and he came back and started going off on me. He was like, I can't believe you're taking this stuff all day. (laughs) 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 It got him so high. He was sick and he was, he went off. He was like, I can't believe this is the pills that you're taking. You take these every day. Sometimes you drink this every day. Like he went off. He just went off. He was like, this is ridiculous. You're going to die. You're, you, you got a problem. Like (laughs) nothing makes you feel bad. Like your children fussing at you, that you have a problem. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay. If my son is saying that there's, you know, something's not right, that I should probably listen to him. And of course, his solution at the time was you need to smoke more weed. And I I had smoked when I was a teenager, but I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. So finally, he was like, you are going to do that. <laughs> 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 I smoke this. Smoke it now. So I, 
And then once I smoked it, I was like, oh my God, I forgot. It had been so many years. I just forgot how well it worked. Mm -hmm. and, uh, <laughs> that was probably about eight years ago. It was a couple of years before the program came into Maryland. At that point, my pain management doctor had plateaued on what he was giving me. And uh, I would come in at pissing hot for weed all the time. It was before, like I said, before the program came to Maryland. So he was like, you're always pissing hot for weed. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. And he was like, <laughs> but he was like, we can't keep doing that. I got to drug test you at least once a year. So when the program came, my pain management doctor was like, go get a card. He gave, he did mine for free, but then he lost the customer because once I got into the dispensary, I found edibles and uh, you know RSO that mm -hmm. that changed the game. So I eventually just kind of phased off of using narcotics altogether and used edibles and RSO. And my pain management doctor was like, "Where'd you go?" I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> "You're the one that said I should I should cut back." So you know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so and and once I really got. Um, like deep into the dispensaries. Like this was right in 2018, right as soon as the program, because as soon as the program came, my pain management doctor who had not been drug testing me for a year and a half at that point was like, okay, go get this card. And then we, it doesn't matter if there's weed in your urine. <laughs> <So, laughs> once I got there, I got all this stuff. I was like, I cannot believe how well all this stuff works. Then I started doing some research because you don't learn they don't teach you anything now they're starting to integrate cannabis education into medical education but back when i went to school back in 2021 or 2021 2001 i mean they did weed was bad marijuana mm -hmm. it's like, it's <laughs> all of that all the bad stuff so i was like this clearly isn't true right because it took me maybe three months to wean off the narcotics all of the narcotics. So I don't want to hear that weed is bad. I don't want to hear it. I want to see why. Once you get into the research, especially unfortunate, I don't want to say unfortunate. I'll just say there's a lot of research overseas. Like uh, Israel's done a lot of research. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of those studies are really great. And it started making more sense. I'm like, oh, endocannabinoid. So then I'm going off to my son. Do you know this? Did you know about the endocannabinoid system? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> tell everybody. He was like, I don't know why it works. I don't care. You're off the pill. <laughs> Go tell everybody else. So my, he helped me make an Instagram page. So he was like, all these little facts that you're rambling off all day, just post them. That was how I got started. People, I didn't think anybody was going to be interested. <laughs> but I was so fascinated by how well cannabis treated so many things. So many things, chronic pain. I had um, endometriosis. It was amazing for that. Um, you could use it for anxiety. I could use it for you know topicals for all kinds of skin conditions. So then it just started. Then people started asking questions and asking if I did consultations. I was like, well, I might as well. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the long drawn out story of how how I got into uh, cannabis. I, I it turned into a passion. You know, mm -hmm. um, there's nothing, especially somebody that's working in the community. Uh, I, I, I like to focus a lot of my nursing work early in my career. I thought it was important for me to be at prestigious institutions like John Hopkins and Georgetown. And then I realized that that's a lot of assembly line nursing. If I want to help people, especially if I want to help people like the type of people that I grew up with, I grew up poor. Mm -hmm. So if I want to help people, really help people, I have to go back into those communities. 
those communities are dying. They're just, they're left, they're, there's food deserts, you know, where there's no grocery stores, there's no medical care in certain sections of certain, Baltimore is a mess. Yes. Baltimore is an yes, absolute it mess. Is. Um, I, I started working in Baltimore. I was like, oh my God, I've never seen drug addicts like this. And I've been working with drug addicts for like six years and I have never seen addicts like this. It tears my heart out. But I know that I can get patients off of hard drugs and onto cannabis. It takes mm-hmm. some time and it takes a lot of effort. And usually I have to go straight into those concentrates with them, but we save lives doing that. And then I've actually had somebody say to me once, well, what happens when they become addicted to cannabis? I said, you tell me what happens. Not a damn thing. So I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I'm fine with the cannabis dependence. And I think that's a crazy uh, thought process to say what happens when they become addicted to cannabis because I I think people don't realize the other treatment for um, opioid use disorder is just more opioids. Yep. Methadone is <laughs> just as strong, if not stronger, than the stuff that they're getting on the street. So, yeah, I'm fine with the cannabis dependency because you can't really hurt yourself with it. It'll hurt your wallet, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of that, Ooh. you know, so that's. Any plant that can do all of those things, I can, I could treat children with it, and then I can turn around and treat addicts on the street with it. That's a miracle plant. So that's okay. I get, I get really spun up when I talk about it. I no, 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 no. Please, please. I, I love it about um, getting it out there because the stigmas are ridiculous. And like I said, the the worst thing that I've seen from cannabis use, um, even though we do get patients in the hospital with the overdoses. And almost a hundred percent of the time, I, I, rem- I tell them, you know, you could have just put some CBD. You need to keep CBD. <laughs> in your and they never know this. Every these people coming to the hospital with, a, oh, it's the cannabis overdose. You're fine. You just need a nice CBD vape. Mm-hmm. Crashed away, and you'll bring yourself down. It'll be fine. You know, uh, but it's it's very hard to hurt yourself with too much cannabis, even for kids. I've seen kids brought in, and. Um, they always just sleep it off. We just monitor them. They don't need anything. They wake up hungry. We give them cookies and then send them home. They, it's, it's a beautiful thing. But the point just being like, you cannot hurt yourself on it. You know, it's one of the few medications you can just take it and take it and take it. And the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to go to sleep, but you're going to get a lot of good benefits out of it. So I love that. Yes, absolutely. And it's, it's funny how a lot of people say that weed is a gateway drug. Ooh. I so I, I I actually thought about this the other day. You know what? You're right. It is a gateway drug. It's a gateway out of other drugs. Not to mention that gateway drug nonsense. That whole phrase to me is it, it's, it's ridiculous. Boring. There's no such thing as a gateway drug. The gateway drug is trauma. Yeah. <laughs> time. Every person that I see that comes in that, that I treat with with any kind of substance use disorder, alcohol, opiates, cocaine, whatever it is, the core of that is always trauma. I have Absolutely. never met any addict that was like, you know what? I came from an amazing place and then ended up here. It's I'm sure that that happens because sometimes addiction just takes you. Yeah. Um, and uh, but that's another reason why I love cannabis it's i don't entirely believe in cannabis addiction because addiction kind of strips a person back to their 
their lizard brain, right? Yeah. Like it takes away all your sense and sensibility. You don't care about anything. You're hurting people that you love. You're stealing from people, even though you know you're going to get caught, you know, dumb stuff. Because all you can think about is your next fix. Cannabis doesn't do that to you. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't. Generally, if you can't, yeah, you might be irritable that you can't get, get yourself, you know, a little smoke today. I've definitely been there where I'm like, that, that's a lot, a lot. but as a rule, you're not going to, um, you know, rob people to, to buy weed. It's just, you don't really hear about that. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, it's like, it's like the, the people that don't have their coffee in the morning, you know, like it's, they're irritable. They don't want to talk to anybody. They're, they're like, ah, rah, rah, rah. but as soon as they get that first sip, ah. and it's all. just like us when we get that first tote, we good. <laughs> right. <laughs> and who's to say that it's not simply an endocannabinoid uh, deficiency to begin with, right? That's very so true. If you're saying these people are acting addicted. I think a lot of us are probably, I've been saying this for years, we are all endocannabinoid deficient because, mm -hmm. uh, it hemp used to be a part of the food chain. You know, it, it used to just grow wild. People used to farm it a lot more. There didn't used to be all these laws on it in the 1800s and prior to that. So the cattle ate it, the, the animals ate it. We used it for all kinds of things and we ate it and used it for oils. And it's been taken completely out of the food chain. Mm -hmm. So I, I believe that we're just chronically, a lot of us are just chronically uh, endocannabinoid deficient and it's, also connected to the rise of autoimmune disorders that we see too. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Just my opinion, though. No, sorry. no, no. Just that's 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 a that's a good opinion, and because it's like hemp. If I'm not mistaken, it has like all of the omegas that the human body needs, right? Exactly. Like with the with the oil that you can derive from it. Oh my so goodness! It's, it's, it's a superfood. It's the superfood. It is the superfood. It really is. You can repair your gut lining using um, THCA. You know, that's that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Or uh, juicing cannabis has has so many just raw cannabis. No, you know, not not the activated kind. Um, it's supposed to have benefits on top of benefits. So fix so many different body systems. I haven't been able to get my hands on any raw uh, cannabis to try it, but I sure would love to. So if any of you people out there growing juicing cannabis plants or uh, grinding up like how people throw spinach and kale into their uh, smoothies. It's supposed to be amazing for people with GI issues. Hmm. I wonder, do you think that maybe somewhere down the line we'll get like cannabis products at like a, like a farmer's market or anything like that? Like I not just selling buds, but also selling like the, the juices, the, the leaves, stems, just anything you know wouldn't that be amazing I, I like i don't think they're going to legislate for things like that ever uh, they they managed to tightly regulate cannabis sales in a way that's going to benefit a certain group of people <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see yeah i don't have a lot of confidence though in the market in general i feel like it'd have to be legal on like a national level at that point which it it may happen. That may happen. Yeah, yeah. I can see. I think federal legalization is is just inevitable. It's coming. So, because um, there's too many people that are selling it and using it and standing by it now, and then there's too many states that are still doing dumb stuff. Uh, down south is still a mess. Yeah. Why are you still regulating cannabis so tightly? It doesn't even make any sense. Um, 
you can't claim that you're helping the community by harassing people for cannabis when there's actual, you know, so yeah. I, I think that federal legalization is coming probably it's, sooner rather than later. Cause it's ridiculous that you can like fly to another state for the weekend, party it up legally for, you know, just, you know, you just have fun and then you go back home. It's like, well, ah. it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Um, especially and or certain states you can be and you'll drive all over the state and you can go in from you're not supposed to go from state to state but there's some states that it's not going to matter and then you can drive into one another state and get arrested and sit in jail so yep. yeah it's they need to fix that because it's yes. ridiculous yes especially for the states that are like connected and it's legal like there needs to be some type of like protection like to go in between because like dc maryland and virginia it's legal in all three right but if you buy something in maryland and take it to virginia it's like nope can't do that right or even DC like, for that matter yeah but it's like you don't want to for one virginia doesn't even really want to make a whole lot of dispensaries right now if i'm not mistaken because yeah. they could have been profiting off of this oh like my God, it doesn't make any sense it's always the places that have the addicts in it that are really really resistant mm -hmm. to wanting to get these programs on board that will help people and I can never wrap my brain around it. It's not just the cannabis program either. Um, we, I get a lot of patients, not a lot. I, I've seen more than a few patients come into Maryland from West Virginia for um, opioid treatment, opioid use treatment. Because West Virginia, and yes, some of them are committing fraud, but we let it happen because West Virginia won't expand their Medicaid. Mm -hmm. Some states chose, this is which blows my mind, they just chose not to to do the Medicaid expansion, the government, the federal government paid for it, but because Republican or whatever, they just were like, no, that, that's, and so these people don't have expanded access to things like um, methadone uh, treatment and Suboxone treatment. So they'll come into Maryland, get Maryland Medicaid and get it here, which I'm again, fine with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm fine. That's a type of what I'm fine with. And you shouldn't have to go through all that in West Virginia, where where all those deaths happen from OxyContin, you shouldn't have to go through all that. So it makes no sense. In Virginia, the same thing. Y'all got mountains up there that all these with all these addicts. Why are you nickel and diamond cannabis programs? It doesn't make any sense. Like it's it's a waste of money when you could be just making money. <laughs> right. right. Making lots of money. <laughs> these dispensaries make money hand over fist. Oh my goodness. When wreck hit uh. Maryland. Most of the newspapers across the country reported how much money they were making. It was crazy. So I, mean, I think in the first week, Maryland made like eighty million or something like that. Oh, <laughs> Lord, I believe it though. I believe it. <laughs> and I'm like, so y'all hate your your constituents and you hate money. Okay, I, I, that makes perfect sense, I guess. But <laughs> it would make a lot more sense to have more. But hopefully, Virginia will get their act together. DC, you can get a lot of uh, cannabis almost anywhere. Just they have few dispensaries, but lots of rec. Yeah, cannabis all over the place. Uh, just gotta keep your eyes open. So that's been for some some years. Um, I I kind of hope they. I like it. I liked DC's rec market how it is though, because you can find somebody that's locally growing and just buy from them, and that's mm -hmm. nice. I do wish Maryland had more like that. It like, seems like Maryland's the opposite of D.C. Like there are dispensaries everywhere, but hardly anybody's growing at home. 
Right. And especially with these, like these prices, like oh, when Rec hit, I once s- Rec hit, the prices went. Like, I'm just like, what? the same thing that I bought in like J- June, mm-hmm. it went up like $15, $20. It's crazy. And now they're trying to do even more with like making like new tiers for like super high THC and, and whatnot. And it's like you you do realize that people were buying the same shit like six months ago, right? The exact same stuff. Exact same. <laughs> they don't care. But people are buying it now. I'm yeah. like, okay, so sell it for top dollar to rec patients then, but at least give your med patients a little more of a break than you're giving them because these are actual patients. Yeah, it's, it's oh god, it's <laughs> like I said, the market is a mess. But it was never set up really for patients. It was really set up for the businesses. Yeah. And I remember this back when I used to uh, join some of the work groups that were uh, going to the state and trying to get some of these laws passed. Um, they focus very much on the business aspect of it and don't really want anything to to do with the patient act. Like they just don't care. They simply mm-hmm. don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, one guy, Aaron, do you know Aaron Shepard? Maybe not. not. But anyway, sure. he, he runs a working group for uh, going to the state a lot. He was good. He was a very good person to get the state to listen. He is a white male and he's a veteran. And he has a, a real mellow way about him. I don't. So I'm like, what do you mean you're not going to listen to me? <laughs> he was very good at tying in you know what had happened the things that had happened to him to his cannabis use and trying to get them to listen a little bit more but they don't really care about the patients I, that's what i found that the people at the state not all of them but for the most part they just don't care yeah. <laughs> they simply a don't lot care. of them are definitely in it for the money and it's really sad especially when like the the program first opened up in maryland there were all of these really nice mom and pop shops, you know, people just, just getting in like, oh, you know, I, I heard about it and, you know, I want to try it and want to help some people the, out. The products were so much better in the beginning. They were yes. so, so good. They were trying really hard that first year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was nice. And then they saw the money that they were making and they were like, well. Right. Why do I have to put in all this effort? I could just, you know, conglomerate and we'll just go into a national oh my god all the national corporations that weren't supposed to come into maryland that did yeah yeah it's it's so the and it's really it's really conniving the way they did it too Mm. like they basically set a lot of these mom and pop shops up to fail because Mm -hmm. they sold them all this good stuff at a good price and then they turn around and like okay if you want to keep our products in your store you have to buy like five times as much as you normally did My goodness! in order to keep our business. And when they couldn't do that, it was like, all right, we're losing money now. So what do we do? Oh, hey, you know, let me come in here and help you guys out and we can partner up. And, you know, you just fly our flag instead of yours. And, you know, that's be, exactly what happened. We got Cura Leafs out the yin yang, ethoses, um, uh, Zen Leafs. You know they're all national corporations. Even uh, GTI is national. So mm-hmm. you know, the, I guess it is what it is. But it has not helped with the pricing or with the 
that that was what I would kind of hope. If, if you're going to bring in these national corporations that don't need the money, actually be the CVS of weed and yeah. cut your prices. Of course, CVS is expensive too, so I don't even know why I use that as an example. <laughs> <laughs> they're horrible too. They, I guess they are the CVS of weed because they're you know the, the prices are just what they are. So we all have to start growing. I don't have a green thumb, but I am going to learn. Do yes. you grow? No, but I want to. I know. Uh, it's definitely something that I do for a while now. Yeah. And like, I just know it'll, it'll save me money. It's, it's healthier, cleaner. I know exactly what's going into, you know, whatever I make. Exactly. Exactly. Like I, it would be nice if we could have like a, like a monthly or quarterly, like growers meetup where everybody can just nice. come in and be like, Oh, Hey, you know, this is my, this is my Maui Wowie, uh, you know, that try it out, be, go for it. That would be so nice. Wouldn't everybody could kind of exchange the thing mm -hmm. and be like, Ooh, this one is, this one's amazing. Get other people's opinions. That's a good idea. <laughs> we gotta, uh, we gotta come up. We gotta get, get that together. Also, mm -hmm. I'd love some classes too. Cause again, I just don't have a green thumb. Yeah. My mother was very planty, but I am not very planty or domestic or any of those other things. So I, I would need someone to show me how that, and I would also like to get into growing mushrooms because I'm told that they're very easy to grow. Um, just kind of put them in a dark, moist spot and leave them there. So that would be yeah. really, really helpful because uh, I think every, that's another thing that everybody needs to start using if you're not microdosing uh, psilocybin. Think about it. Yeah. If you're not, Amazing health benefits. Oh, my goodness. And even if you're afraid to start with psilocybin, they have those other like mushroom blends online that are not psychedelic, but they're still, they still give you oomph. Um, like lion's mane. They have a lot of lion's mane blends that mm -hmm. are supposed to give you a lot of mental clarity and, you know, get, get you started on the mushroom path. And then you can slowly work your way up to psilocybin. Um, but I, I would say for myself, I like probably about point one two of a dose, point one five of a dose, um, in my coffee in the morning, like maybe two or three times a week, has done wonders for uh, anxiety, depression. Yeah, it's wow. pretty amazing. I have to add that to my vitamin kit. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you that uh, CBD. I always see not everybody likes I've, I've come across a lot of people that do not CBD doesn't work for me or they don't like the way it makes them feel. I was like, huh, a lot of people really don't like CBD. Well, really? it was just diet weed. I was like, okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I mean, I personally am a fan of CBD. Um, I, you know, I think it also helps with the anxiety. So I like to combine things that help all together. Mm -hmm. Ashwagandha, CBD, psilocybin. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something for, for clarity. I am forgetting one thing, but you know, like make a nice little herbal blend and take that a couple of times a week. That's better than, and I had to replace Adderall because Adderall keeps me awake. And mm -hmm. I have a fair amount of ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that mushrooms are going to be like the next big wave of legalization? Because if I'm, I think that Colorado or Seattle, yes, they did Colorado's yeah. on top of things. That's they're the pioneer state at this point. Seriously, 
But that's another one. Like you can do, I guess, I guess you could get a little more hallucinogenic with the, with the uh, mushrooms, but you can't really overdose. It's another one that you can't really overdose on. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you know, do do enough to start seeing stuff, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which might suck. But uh, that little tiny microdose does not cause hallucinations or anything like that. It really um, just kind of gives you a little bit of mental clarity and, and a little bit of pick me up. Uh, mm-hmm. But it doesn't really make anything look crazy, uh, which is a good thing because <laughs> you can't really <laughs> that and go to work if you're tripping. So. Yeah, I would not recommend. (laughs) But it does help. It helps a lot. And I'm just always on the search for whatever herbal things. After the whole fiasco with the pain medication, I got very wary of all uh, pharmaceuticals, like all pharmaceuticals. That and trying to come off of Cymbalta. Because I still am on Cymbalta. I just couldn't come off of it. It mm-hmm. was so painful trying to come off of it. Every time I, I've tried to come off of it three times, you would think that it was it was a narcotic. You would think that it was a narcotic. That's how hard it is to come off of, of some of these uh, antidepressants. So I'll probably be on it for the rest of my life because it's whatever it's done to my brain has done it now. So <laughs> I just got to keep taking it. It's very uncomfortable when I stop taking it. And I tried, I think I got up to three months and I was like, forget it. There's no way. Damn, so, I'm sorry. Oh, I mean, it is what it is, but that that taught me to just be more wary of uh, pharmaceuticals in general. I think that people are, uh, it was like, I found it to be an anomaly that people were so resistant to taking that one vaccine, but they'll come into the hospital and demand medication for things that they absolutely don't need medication for. And I'm like, mm-hmm. keep that same energy for everything. I mean, I... I don't anti-vax. I vax. Okay. <laughs> I think I've had like six COVID vaccines up to this point. But, um, you know, if you're going to do holistic, like do holistic, that's kind of my mm-hmm. thing. You know, if you're going to uh, say you don't want to do vaccines because you don't trust what's in the vaccine, then also do that for medications. Not that you shouldn't take medications, but do kind of pay attention to what your doctor is prescribing you. Read through it, look at the side effects and see if there's uh, an alternative not everything has to be treated with high dose this and high dose that. Mm-hmm. Um, cholesterol is a good example. Um, I, of course, you should if you if your doctor gives you a statin, you should take your statin. But you don't necessarily need to be on a high dose statin that'll cause your muscles to ache, which a lot of them do. You can always add in things like fish oil and niacin. Those two together sometimes will bring your if your cholesterol isn't stupid high. If it's just a little bit over two hundred. Sometimes you could just use the fish oil and niacin to bring your cholesterol down and diet without ever having to take those statins. So there's a lot of time there's alternatives to the pharmaceuticals that will not make you feel like hell. Cause even though, you know, the, but the doctors are trained to kind of teach you the, the fastest way to treat things. Mm-hmm. Herbal medicine takes a little bit longer. Right. So and you won't see results within a week. It, it might take a month. But if you can, you won't feel like shit either. So, you know, six in one hand, half dozen in the other. Yeah. Since they are teaching, like, finally teaching about cannabis use in the medical field now in certain spots, do you think that is going to open a door to, like, introduce other holistic remedies that can be used as opposed to uh, opioids and other quick fix medicines out there, too? Like, I hope so. 
Because, like, if sure, if if you, sure, you can get rid of something in like maybe an hour, but like you said, all the side effects that come with it, as opposed to waiting like I don't know, maybe a, a couple days to like a week, to where you know it'll gradually start going down, and then eventually it'll just be gone, and you know you don't have to worry about all this stuff. But it's just like. It's not just the the time that, that gets people away from uh, herbal medicine. It's also the effort. So mm. we'll say the cholesterol thing again. You're going to have to exercise if you don't want to be on medicine. <laughs> so yeah, I that's, use cholesterol that's as an example because that's one thing that I struggle with. And there's times where I was not on the medication. I'm on a specific medication. So it's an injectable. It's very expensive. Sometimes my insurance didn't cover it. So during those times, I would be sure to be in the gym and working out. And then I get real lazy when I get the medication again. But if you want to stay off of the medication, you got to put in all the effort. You got to watch what you're eating. You got to. And it's the same with any health condition, pain conditions, too. Sugar and, and fried foods are inflammatory. They are wildly inflammatory, especially sugar and fried, especially fried fatty foods. Mm -hmm. Those are the worst for any kind of pain condition. And a lot of what people eat sitting around the house is stuff that they order. So, it, you know, you got to put in that effort of, you know, I got to get up and take a walk. And people tell me all the time, I can't, I can't exercise. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> you just don't know how to. You might not know how to. You might need to ask your doctor to send you to physical therapy to teach you some safe exercises for whatever. I don't care if you can't walk, you can still exercise. Mm -hmm. Whatever. You could still exercise. Everybody can get a little bit of exercise. So, you got to be willing to to do the work to you know feel a little bit better. Yeah, that's true. Um, people don't always want to hear that, but no, nope, <laughs> like it's it's the truth. You got to do it. You got to do it. It doesn't matter. Like I said, it doesn't matter which uh, which disease you're dealing with. All of them. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of the stuff that cannabis fixes, when you throw that in there, you get a little boost of action. Yeah, so I think that, you know, is <laughs> I like. I know I have a few friends that like to also work out and do other stuff while high too. And it's just like, it. I don't know. It just, it, it makes my workouts better. I can't explain it. It's just, it's, it's nice. And also it's really good for recovery too. So good. It helps with the pain after. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't, that lazy stigma from cannabis. That is one thing I will fight. I will fight somebody on that until the day I die. First of all, <laughs> Because I smoked through grad school and not like lightly smoked through grad school. I actually got to the end of grad school and I was like, oh, my God, I cannot believe I was spending that much money per month. On <laughs> <laughs> that is really horrible. But I smoked a lot. Weed does not make you lazy. OK, that's all I know. That is the craziest stereotype. And I also I, I, say a lot, if, if you find that you're unmotivated and you're smoking, generally those are two separate issues. Yes. The, the, the cannabis might be, of course, you might be trying to put a Band-Aid on something with cannabis that, you know, you need something else, some other Band-Aid, right? Um, any kind of addiction that you put on top of your depression is going to make it worse. Any yes. kind of dependency, right? Even if it's scrolling your phone and you're depressed and you keep scrolling social media, you're going to get more depressed. It's the same, you know. You got to kind of do some more interventions besides just smoking um, mm -hmm. if, if you want to treat things that are wrong with you. But I'll argue people down on, on um, oh, well, you know, the weed really dragged me down. I don't think it did. I think you were in a bad place and you were trying to use weed to make yourself feel better. But, you know, you got to 
again, trauma. Trauma is yeah. the, <laughs> you got to deal with the underlying issue. And that's, that's the important part of the, not, you know, weed is, it's a miracle medication, but it's not that miraculous. Like it's not going to magically fix everything. It's more right. like a supplement. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It's a supplement. Right. Yeah. You know, you take it like a vitamin. A lot of people, uh, PTSD is a big one I see it used for. Um, mm -hmm. People have, have PTSD and yes, it will help a lot with sleep and um, flashbacks and things like that, but you still have to go to therapy. <laughs> you yes. still have to go get your therapy, however, wherever, whenever, even if you don't want to go to a therapist, then get yourself some CBT workbooks at home mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. work through, you know, work through them, take an hour a day or half hour a day journal, work on a CBT workbook, watch, uh, you know, go on YouTube, find yourself something that is specially for your mental health and watch that to, to educate yourself on how to get yourself out of your slump. Mm -hmm. If you, the best way to deal with any kind of mental uh, health issue is to educate yourself on it. Yes, absolutely. The more you know about it, the better you'll be able to help yourself and the better you'll be able to fit cannabis into what's going on. Yes. Um, but and I like CBT workbooks because you can kind of break things down and it makes you think about things that you wouldn't normally think about. And that helps a lot with trauma, PTSD, anxiety, depression, insomnia, all that. Yes. And I want to say this here right now for whoever needs to hear it. Therapy is okay. Okay. Especially in the black community. Therapy is okay. I have a therapist. She's great. I love her. The black community it's has to stop trying to replace therapy uh, with church. Yes. Your you preacher is not your therapist. You can't pray through. You can't pray away everything. Okay? You cannot sorry. pray you away. Just, you can't. You can't. And I'm not saying you shouldn't go to church. Of course, if you if yeah. church is your thing, go to church. But after church, go to the therapist. Yes. <laughs> because because I don't even know how to say it right. That just there's not necessarily a lot of from my perspective, there's not necessarily a lot of mental health wisdom in uh, the Bible. <laughs> so no, no, not at all. Those thoughts you're having, those are demons. Okay, right, right. <laughs> so, you know, we don't, and it, there's, being in medicine, oh my God, especially being a nurse practitioner, nothing great, again, it's not that I'm not a, I mean, I'm not an especially religious person, but I would never, disrespect anybody else's religion or faith. I, I, you know, most of the people in my family are very religious. However, <laughs> you just, you can't hide behind your religion as like, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give it up to God. No, <laughs> we are not. And I, I always very quickly tell people, God helps those who help themselves. You know, you can't just give there it up. There you go. <laughs> God put these things here as a resource for you to use and and well they didn't use this stuff back in the day they lived till they were 35 back in the day so you know <laughs> you want to live until you're 80 or 90 i need you to do the things that you're being told to do as far as your health and your mental health um because you know we don't want to grow into these boomers that are like walking to the restaurant and <laughs> harassing people because back in their day that was okay now we want to be mentally stable when we get older so yeah, absolutely. And be better to us. And cannabis is a neuroprotectant. So your odds of getting dementia are lower and your odds of uh, developing Alzheimer are lower. 
there you go. And that's stuff that definitely runs in my family. So yeah. hey, I'm protecting myself. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do you do you see like cannabis getting incorporated or even just any type of natural medicine like cannabis or mushrooms getting incorporated into like um therapy and psychiatry more in the future because i've seen mm -hmm. like the the controlled the controlled trips that people do with like trained professionals and whatnot and like i i wish that people would do more of that like i'd love to see someone be able to you know be with their therapist smoke a little bit and then just kind of like have their session um and just, I don't know, just kind of see how that helps, might, might help them loosen up or be open to more of what the therapist has to say, like when it comes to them healing their trauma or addiction or whatever they're trying to help out with. Oh, yeah. I'm actually trying to find somebody uh, that does that to work with me because <laughs> that's the other service that I need, not just a therapist, but a therapist that can, you know, guide people through uh, or let them smoke a little bit while they're while they're having their session um especially people with trauma get them mm -hmm. a little bit more relaxed a little bit easier to talk and then the psilocybin that would be amazing mm -hmm. i've seen it in other states so i'm hoping that it'll come to maryland um it's not illegal here so fingers crossed that we can get some therapists here uh that will work with patients i i feel like that's a field that's going to blow up because therapy is huge right now. People's mental health is garbage right now. And I can't imagine why. <sighs> With all the wars and the pandemic and everything, I cannot imagine why everybody is doing so horribly right now and the inflation and the everything else. But people's mental health is at an all-time low. Um, and people's physical health is is suffering. The One is connected to the other. Mm -hmm. um, and the systems that are supposed to be in place to protect us are kind of crumbling too. So yes. we got to kind of find, set up the right supports in our communities, things like this. We need therapy. Um, <laughs> I remember seeing a, a video of a family. I had put it in my story some weeks ago where the whole family was in therapy and the, the therapist told the family, you know, maybe we could cut back a little bit on the weed and the family blew up. What? <laughs> I, just, I think about that a lot. <laughs> now is not the time, ma'am. We need a therapist that's going to actually just be okay with it. And, you know, because it's right now is not the time. We, we don't have time right now to be cutting back on our weed smoking. But <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, but we could use somebody that is familiar. It's just the same as everything. We need all kinds of professionals mm -hmm. that are going to incorporate I'd like to see chiropractors and massage therapists that are using THC and CBD creams. Ooh. Right. Yeah. Um, I want you, I want my office set up so that when you come in and get your annual physical, you can pick up some CBD oil. You can pick up some THC oil. Um, you could get some psilocybin capsules on your way out. You can buy all of that on the way. That's, that's my dream is to have that right there. You know, um, I want to have cannabis integrated into services just like they do pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. Like if you go to patient first and you, you, they find out that you have a sinus infection, they fill your, your antibiotics right there. Right. I would love to have that type of thing, but for holistic medicine in, in an office, in more offices, mm -hmm. um, especially therapy, um, pediatrics and primary care. 
because I think pediatrics is also being forgotten about because people are terrified to use cannabis for children other than people that have children that are really, really sick or have like Mm -hmm. really heavy issues going on, you know, like uh, autistic children or, but the people that I know that that, uh, hang out in my circles, they use CBD for their kids, Mm -hmm. period. I actually KO'd somebody's dog accidentally last week with CBD treatment. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know. Was, I was like, oh my God, he got so high. I didn't know that coming. It was one of those little tiny dogs. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> he was happy. <laughs> hey, that, see, that's all that matters. And hey, exactly. you know, that's another good thing. It can be used for your pets too. That's great. Yes. For you, your kids, and your pets. Like, come on. It is so... The thing I love it about dogs, so I have a ton of friends with yappy dogs. <laughs> and they're adorable. I love dogs. But da, 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 da. if you just break them off a little piece of that CBD treat, they tend to chill out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, I like to carry CBD dog treats around with me. A little bacon and CBD, these dogs go nuts. Um, <laughs> but it works good for kids. We were, uh, I have a friend, a couple of friends who, um, a couple of years ago, during the pandemic, I would make CBD gummies for the children to help them sleep. It was amazing. Um, it also helped with <laughs> with skin conditions. The topical tons of kids have eczema. It's a very common condition in kids. Mm-hmm, some, mm-hmm. They usually grow out of it, but um, a lot of those topical rubs, you throw some CBD in a um, cocoa butter type of oil situation. <laughs> Beautiful for that super dry skin. Wow, um, okay. It's not being used enough for children. That much I can mm-hmm. tell you. Hyper children, children, they're so quick to want to put a kid on uh, for ADHD to put them on Adderall mm-hmm. or Ritalin. I'm like, try CBD first. Um, not to isolate either. That stupid prescription CBD. I'm sh- I don't know. I can't speak to I, don't, I would never put anybody on it. I would put them on a whole plant. Everybody needs to be on. You should be on whole plant. It should always be whole plant. Stop using isolates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In general, except like, uh, I do like CBG. No, no, no. CBN. That's the one. CBN for sleep. Sometimes mm-hmm. I will find some CBN isolate if I can for sleep and mix it into my flour or mix okay. it into my edibles, you know, my coffee, what have you. But other than that, I'm not a huge fan of isolates. I like whole plant medicine. RSO. That's another one. Not enough people are using RSO. Agreed. And you should be using RSO, especially if you have pain, pain conditions, nerve pain conditions, RSO, nerve pain. The first thing these doctors want to do is put patients on Neurontin, Gabapentin, Lyrica. Those are garbage medications. (laughs) Almost 100% of the people, I won't say 100, but I'd say like 90% of the people on one of those three drugs have really bad side effects. Um, When you can layer... And that's the other thing I'm always going on about. Layer your your uh, therapies. Layer. Why would you just smoke and then say it's it's not doing enough for me? Mm-hmm. That's all you did? You didn't do nothing else? You just smoked a little joint? Mm-hmm. And you expected that to work? That's not going to work. You got a layer. If for heavy pain, you got a layer. First of all, I want you with the edible because you... You need like that, that uh, smoked, that inhaled, it's going to wear off for heavy pain, probably within the hour. 
you're, right. you're, it's going to fade and then you're going to have to smoke again. And so your pain relief is going to go like this. You don't want that. You want even keel of pain relief. So I want you having an edible. I don't care if it's CBD. Matter of fact, it's best if it's one-to-one, -one, but you're going to get six to eight hours of coverage right there. So, and then I want you using the smokables for breakthrough pain. If the um, edible doesn't knock the pain down by half, then throw some topical on top of it, throw some heat over on, over the topical, give that a couple of minutes. And if you're still not down fit by 50%, then I want you to add in smokables. Mm -hmm. Usually I would say, and it does, it's going to take a little bit. So if you're having truly severe pain and you can't wait for that to happen, go ahead and take your pain medication. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm also like, take what you need to take to get where you need to be. I was actually talking to a friend about this the other day, because uh, especially nerve pain, it builds on itself. And sometimes once it gets to a certain point, if you don't break it before it gets to that point, it'll go on for days. So if you have to take a pain medication, like a, you have to take oxycodone or Vicodin or what have you to break that cycle of pain up regulating, do that. But then after that, just once, maybe a Motrin behind that and then start layering on your cannabis. Layer. <laughs> I can never say this enough because people are like, I tried this one thing and it didn't work. And I'm like, you tried one thing? One thing once? Hmm? <laughs> it's, it's good. There's a reason why these dispensaries have so many things that you try. You should be layering your therapies. That's how you're going to get the best relief. If you if you can you know stand it. If the pain is not horrific and you can stand it. Um, also, if you know that a certain thing is going to have, uh, like when I lay down to sleep, uh, I know that around 2 a.m. I'm going to wake up in pain. Take an edible before you go to bed. Mm -hmm. You know, do, prepare for that. Use RSO. Get yourself a dot of RSO. Keep it in the freezer. Uh, take it off the wax paper. Stick it under your tongue before you go to bed. Yes, mm, it's going to taste smart. like shit, but um, it'll kind of just run, drain back. You'll be swallowing it throughout the night, and you'll get a lot of good pain relief. Hmm. So, and hot tips. Another thing too: uh, keep a patient journal. Like log with. Log what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Actually, it's actually it's probably better to know what doesn't work for you than what actually does, because that's, you know, eliminates a lot of stuff. Uh, you won't be wasting as much money, you know, you because everybody is different. Every physical body is different. So you got to just find what works best for you. And that's if, perfect. you know, at night, if you took an edible, smoked a little bit, maybe put some RSO under your tongue just in case, then you're like, okay that worked for me that night let me try it again and then just you know document the process exactly. lots of apps out here these days makes it easy you don't have to use pen and paper in a notebook right um i think tetragram app yep has, i was just about to say tetragram has a lot of um uh, functionality for that type of thing so mm -hmm. that's a, a that is and that's you're so right you keeping track of what you're using <laughs> so there's a million people I talk to someone probably once a day that's like, oh, this one time I used this thing, but I can't remember. And then they have the gall to ask me, do you know what that thing is? It was, a, you know, it was some flour. Um, you know, and it smelled like, I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't know what it was. I need y'all to exactly <laughs> write it down. If it works for you, keep track of it. One, because things go off this market so frequently. We had so, there was, there's things I think about from back in the day. I'm like, man, that was such a great product. 
once upon a time, Grassroots had some Girl Scout cookie RSO, and it was so good. It was like three years ago. <laughs> that was really great. <laughs> one time, Evermore had so they grew this this one Huckleberry soda. It was really like, but they're gone. You know, so mm -hmm. you got to write down. And I keep personally a lot of time, especially from back in the day. I stopped doing it because uh, I started going back to buying from the street because how we were talking about the prices. Yes. But when I get from the dispensary, if I really enjoy it, I'll peel off the uh, terpene profile and keep mm. it. So that way, even if the flower disappears from the market, I can kind of get a read on the terpene profiles that work for me. So I have a little mm. notebook full of <laughs> terpene profiles that I pulled off or cut off of bags and, and kept into, you know, kept in my notebook. Um, and I will look through these profiles every now and again, if I'm, especially if I'm looking for something specific. Mm -hmm. So I log those profiles by what I enjoyed it for. This thing boosted my appetite. This one was great after the gym. This one was, you know, uh, wonderful for when I was having a migraine. Uh, this one was good for period day, you know, like, and try to keep it. Okay. I'm having a lot of cramps this time. Let me go. Oh, this turpent. You know what? This one was heavy and beta caryophylline. This one had a whole lot of uh, osamine. Let me go see if I can find some strains that are high in those things. Um, it gives me more of a guide to go off of. So for what I'm looking for again, it, that's actually worked really well. So nice. I have a better read over the years of what terpenes are going to work for certain things. Like I know terpenaline for me is going to knock out headaches, mm -hmm. sometimes pinene, but always for some reason terpenaline. So high terpenaline strain, um, you know, like mercine is always great. So you look for the high mercine for the sleep and the, and the pain. But uh, yeah, I do, do a lot of terpene specific. And if I don't care what terpenes are in it, if the terps are over 3%. <laughs> I don't care. That means that it's just probably got a robust profile and I love everything over three. If I can find something over 4%, I'm in heaven. I don't even care what the THC is. Absolutely. That's another thing. Look up terpenes. Terpenes are more important than THC. Mm -hmm. Okay. THC is overrated people. You got to know about your terpenes. Like, Somebody had asked that the other day. I, you think the THC is not as important? I said in Maryland, the THC matters because we don't have these fat uh, terpene profiles. When I went out to Colorado to visit my sister, the cannabis and, and Arizona too. I was out in Arizona uh, visiting some, uh, somebody that used to work at, a friend of mine that used to work at Zenleaf. We were buying 21, 22%. And it was heaven because the terps were at like 5%. So it doesn't Damn. matter. Yeah, it was crazy. So you could smoke 17%, you know, flour. It didn't matter. It was phenomenal flour. They've just been doing it for much longer and they have a lot less restrictions on their market than we do. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, good, good. Oh, man. Yeah. 5% terp flour. I can only in, You don't care about the THC. You don't, no. it don't matter. <laughs> it does not matter. You take it out, a little cloud of, of uh, Keith comes out. You're like, oh. <laughs> you get a little contact high just from sniffing. Right. <laughs> and it's sticky. Oh yeah. It was heaven. It was absolutely wonderful um, that I can't wait to go back out there and smoke it. And then they had the nerve to be selling it for like a hundred, $125 for rec for an ounce for wreck that was with the tax and everything else it was ridiculous i was like come on man oh my <laughs> god this was arizona we were in this and then they would do things like with every ounce that you got you get 100 you know, milligrams of free edibles or something it, 
like a pack of like a five pack of free pre rolls. The market was just, it was out of this world. I was like, this is beautiful. <laughs> I don't think I want to leave. But then I went outside and it was about 400 degrees because it was Arizona. I was like, oh no, I got to go home. But yeah. <laughs> it was, but the, the cannabis market out there is phenomenal, phenomenal. Well, hopefully one day we can catch up. Exactly, right? <laughs> well, this has been an awesome conversation. I don't want to keep you too much longer. But of course, I have to ask you a very important question. If there was a character that you could get high with yourself, who would it be and why? Doesn't matter if it's from a movie, TV show, it can be a real person, literally whoever you want, the multiverse is open to you. Storm from X-Men. Okay, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I, that that would be because I feel like she could just explain how everything works to me. Like, I want to see her. I want to get high with her and I want her to just mess with the elements and I just that's storm is my like that's my goddess right there that's that's who I would if I had to if I got to be anybody for a day that's who I would want to be her I want to get high and really just clean up everything that's going on with the environment so (laughs) I think she's amazing you know what if she ever decided to grow herself she can like make sure that the the weather is always perfect for her plants if that the freshest rain the wet best snow oil, like everything everything's gonna be and then really have it like she she's got the powers I, I don't know there's something about yeah but that would that would definitely be my uh my dream person to smoke with nice nice do you ever go to conventions at all no, but I need to, I always mean to, and hopefully the next time that um, a comic convention comes through, I will have a cool costume to wear. Um, I have a, a cool Phoenix costume, but nice. I got a good storm one. So Nice. Well, BlurredCon is next July, I believe. It's a, yes, Black Nerd Convention. It's in Virginia, right across the bridge. So it's, oh my God, it's amazing. Yeah, I think that would be. I'm gonna keep an eye out for that because I think that's what that's gonna be a thing next year. Yeah, nice, nice. Well, I hope to see you there. Well, mm-hmm. nice. Well, thank you for being on here. I really appreciate you having thank this conversation you for with me. me so much. Yes, of course. I definitely let the people know where they can find you, follow you. Um, she does certifications if you need one for your medical card, too. Yes, hit her up. I love uh, doing certifications. So I um, $75 actually for the rest of December, we're doing $70 uh, new certs and $45 uh, research. Um, don't, if you don't have a diagnosis, you can still come to me or you don't have any medical records. You can still come to me. I'm a primary care provider. So I will just uh, do a visit with you at the same time and give you your diagnosis based on, you know, what your, whatever's going on with you. So um I am very accessible, have appointments every day. You can find me on Instagram at the Cannabis Nurse or Ananda Holistics um, and on Facebook as well, Cannabis Nurse or Ananda Holistics or Olga FNP. Nice, nice. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Appreciate you being on here again. You can just go to Ananda, you can just Google search Ananda Holistics and I will pop up and book your appointment. I'm here. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being here, my friend. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. (laughs) All right. Have a great one.